Wait, what? So this happened. I'm Rachel Vallesnor, and this is the podcast Hell is Not the End, although it feels like just the beginning sometimes. Is anything really the end, though? This podcast is meant to explore the limitless possibilities of one's own soul. Why do people do bad things? Why are there countless happenings beyond understanding? Why, when we are cautioned not to do something, do we just do it anyway? The definition of curiosity, a strong desire to know or learn something. There you have it. I will curiously explore why. Hell is not the end. What lurks in the dark in the northern part of Summit County, Ohio? Legends swirl about Boston Township, Boston Village, Sagamore Hills, and Northfield Center Townships. Combined together, those regions are commonly referred to as the Boston Mills. Settled in 1806, Boston is the oldest village in Summit County. In the 1820s, the first mill is built. Between 1825 and 1832, the Ohio and Erie Canal is constructed, bringing more people to Boston. Many more mills will pop up in the area over the next few decades, the most significant being a paper mill. In the early 1880s, a railroad station is constructed in the town and named Boston Mills. In the late 1960s, a nationwide movement starts to stop the destruction of forests. In 1974, President Ford signs legislation to allow National Park Services to purchase land to be used to create national parks. On December 27, 1974, hundreds of acres of land, including some within the township of Boston, will officially be dedicated a national recreation area. The legislation allowed the federal government the power to use eminent domain to acquire land from private owners to make room for a national park. Right after the bill is passed, the government starts buying up houses throughout Boston Township and surrounding areas. Once the government decided they wanted to buy your house, that was it. There was no negotiations to be had, and owners were forced to sell and move. As the Cuyahoga Valley National Park grew, the residents couldn't evacuate fast enough. So once the government bought a house, it was boarded up and covered with U.S. ID'd no trespassing signs until it could be demolished. Some of the houses were used in fire department training exercises, being burned intentionally. The government purchased so many houses at such a fast pace, they fell behind on the demolition schedule. It was not uncommon to see lines of boarded up houses next to burned remains of others. I can only imagine what passing travelers might have been thinking. Come across such a town, what a sight. It would, of course, lay the groundwork for rumors and legends, which is what we all love. I will do my best to list some of these legends. One of the legends suggests a government cover-up claiming that the government intentionally spilled deadly chemicals in the area, possibly causing mutations to the residents. There are no such records of any type of chemical spill even close to that area, but with all the boarded-up houses with government-issued signs everywhere, not a surprise that a government cover-up may be at play. Another legend suggests that there is a ghost that sits on a bench in a cemetery looking on. No real specific details about the ghost, only that it's sitting on a bench and looking on. Oh, and did I mention? There is no bench at the cemetery. Another legend suggests that trees move throughout the cemetery, a curse brought on by a satanic cult that compels the trees to move in order to protect the cult's secrets. There is nothing to support this claim. Another spooky legend suggests that a large number of children's graves in the cemetery was due to a deadly bus accident. 
Although there are graves of children there, they are not linked to a bus accident. Of course, there will be a bus legend. Yeah. School bus legend suggests that a busload of children were murdered by a serial killer or several serial killers in the woods, an escape mental patient or patients, and even a Satanist or whole satanic cult. The murder of the story depends on who is telling the story. Ghosts of children sitting in the bus seats and a murderous figure smoking a cigarette have been reported. Also hearing screams and laughter of children, locals have attempted to tow the supposed cursed bus away to no avail. Only mishaps prevailed and locals left the bus in place. The bus remained in Helltown until pretty recently. The seats had been removed since the buyout of the town and all the residents were forced to evacuate. As it turns out, the bus was purchased by a family that owned a house in Boston Mills. But the house was in a serious need of repairs. Needed a temporary place to stay, the family purchased the bus and removed the seats. Then, when the town got bought out, the family felt no need to keep the bus and simply left it behind. The local government did end up removing the bus due to legend hunters trying to find the cursed bus. Another legend suggests that a hearse with one headlight chases you away in your car if any cross the Helltown gate and then suddenly vanishes. A family in the town did own a hearse, but only use it on Halloween. Oh, and there is no way that car would get past the gates in Helltown as the gate has been locked up tight for decades. Since the town's abandonment, there is a creek that runs along the road and is heavily wooded on both sides. No chance of a hearse navigating this road. The end of the world and the highway to hell legend refer to the same stretch of road. If you were back in the day, able to drive through the gates, past all the town's residents' houses to the very twisty road with a steep incline, it would give you a false sense of falling off a cliff. The road has been deemed possessed from many fatal car crashes in its history, an evil force taking control of your car and forcing you to crash. Once you reach the end, robe satanic cult members will surround you and trap you with them. And of course, a serial killer with an axe who butchers people at the end of the road and was never apprehended. Makes me wonder if the axe murderer and the satanic cult members were friends. Haha, <laughs> okay. No, it doesn't. The road had become a hotspot for thrill-seekers, maybe going just a little too fast on the very twisty road with a false sense of falling off a cliff feeling, making you feel like it's not only the end of the world, but the highway to hell as well. These legends have never ever once checked out as fact. It's just one of those crazy one-off, what-if places. The truth is, this town got a cruel tough break. When the residents had to evacuate, it was out of their hands. I bet a lot of possible haunted places may or may not deal with the same situation. It's possible the draw is the name itself? Who wouldn't want to visit a hell town? I know I would. Just remember, legends are sometimes just that. Fun to listen to and simply not based on one shred of credible evidence. My hope is that no one has to live in fear. Ever. As always, I will never give up and read the signs. Special thanks to all the reading materials I could get my hands on, internet mostly. Thanks to wikipedia.org and ghostsofohio.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Rachel Vallesnor, and this is the podcast, Hell is Not the End. <laughs>